Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text hope NY in New York. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. This episode is brought to you by Allstate. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings vary and are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another Monday night live show here on the Wolverine.com YouTube channel. And shout out to, to the folks also listening after the fact in the Wolverine's podcast feeds, wherever you get your shows. Anthony Broom here. As always, as we are on Monday nights with Clayton Safey and Chris Ballas, have a couple topics we want to run through today. We're going to talk about the transfer portal for football. The window is back open for that now. We'll discuss positions that could be affected at Michigan, both by guys coming in and maybe guys leaving as well. Uh, we'll go back through the basketball roster and see what's going on news-wise there. Uh, a little bit of a Hunter Dickinson update. And then we have your questions to take through the end of the show. So, uh, get in line for that. A lot of questions today are going to come from the message board as well. So uh, if you're part of that community, uh, definitely would encourage you to hop on over there and check that out. Also, you could join us uh, for $30. 
which gets you access through August 31st, 2023. But before we start our show tonight, I want to talk about our friends over at Vitamin Energy. Uh, we've been raving about them for the last, uh, you know, however long they've been they've been on with us. Uh, Vitamin Energy is a powerfully naturally caffeinated energy shot that nourishes your body with vitamins, uh, supports healthy weight loss, and boosts energy for seven plus hours with no jitters or sugar crash. Uh, I don't have mine with me today. I'm off site usually, uh, or off site from my usual spot, but uh, I did take one over the weekend just for a little extra boost before going out running some errands. The weather was gorgeous in the state of Michigan. Uh, Vitamins Energy's uh, mission is to make people healthier and more energized one day at a time. It's a naturally caffeinated shot with green tea extract. It's gluten-free, vegan, and kosher certified. Zero sugars and artificial flavors. Zero carbs. You can see the promo code at the bottom of your screen, vitaminenergy.com. Use promo code Wolverine BOGO to buy one, get one for free over at Vitamin Energy. That's uh, Wolverine BOGO. I'm tripping over my own words tonight. It's not a good sign right off the bat. Uh, something for everyone, immune and mood booster, B12, vitamin D workout plus sports plus focus shots and more. Uh, so, uh, consider supporting our sponsors today. I know we all have positive things to say about them. Uh, so head on over to vitaminenergy.com. Use that promo code Wolverine BOGO for 10% off your order. All right, fellas. Uh, we are into, uh, really the meat and potatoes of the off season. Now Michigan spring football has been over for two weeks. A lot of other teams in the Big Ten had their spring games over the weekend or last weekend coming to a close here for a lot of people across the country. Transfer portal window is open now. Uh, This is a program that has really been active there, uh, especially this year. I believe they brought in seven guys. You had the three offensive linemen. You had Ernest Hausman. You had uh, Josiah Stewart. You had Jack Tuttle, A.J. Barner, uh, Miles Hinton, Ladarius Henderson, and Drake Nugent. Um, All guys that they have been able to kind of pick up via the portal and backfill some needs on the roster. A couple guys we think will start. Now comes the second window, the post-spring window, where guys maybe get an early indication on where they sit on the depth chart, of, and maybe they decide to move on. Uh, you know, Last year, Michigan added a transfer in Iabioki 13 or 15 days before the season started. So I know the window The window is there right now. you got to get your name in the portal, but there are guys that uh, – are probably going to be available for you the rest of the offseason. So kind of impossible to go through names right now. So what we wanted to do was kind of go uh, take a look at position groups. So we'll start by positions that might have guys coming in. Um, and I guess however you guys want to go, whether it be Chris, Clayton, take your pick. I guess we'll just start with Chris. When you look at the position groups on this roster, that maybe could use another body or two. I think we kind of all have said that it's the cornerback uh, group but uh, interested on your take and where things stand there and where do you think they might go in addressing yeah. needs? Yeah. In the roster. First, first things first, I, I know that Michigan, for example, last year we said, Hey, they're going to get some help in the transfer portal from a defensive player, a defensive lineman. And it was Oki. And we knew it in the spring. He just had to take up some classes, take some classes before he arrived in the fall. So uh, we were aware of it at least. And, um, it's kind of the same thing on the basketball side, right? Um, if a kid hasn't announced, and but there are like strong rumblings out there, uh, then it's probable probable that he has a little bit of work to do, or maybe they didn't want to announce it until they made sure he got in. Some kids announce on their own, and they say, hey, you know what, I decided I'm going to Michigan, and then later find out, oops, you know what, I couldn't get in, so uh, or I didn't wasn't able to get in. So 
Um, that's something. Uh, number two, yeah, for sure, it's the corners, right? And they're already a couple in there. I think a kid named Jaden Davis, if I'm not mistaken. Um, is he from the SEC that I see? Um, a cornerback. There's, and there's another kid from Oregon as well that, um, that I think, uh, you know what, if you're Michigan and you've got all these pieces and you can go in and you can tell a kid, you're our missing piece, like they did with Olu Oluwatimi to a championship team. Uh, we want to plug you in and you're going to be our guy. That's an unbelievable sell, especially with the NIL having gotten better. So I think that's one. Um, I think that there was a, an elite receiver out there that wanted to come. I think you kick the tires on that and say, hey, you know what? If we can get a game breaker, I'm not sure that's going to happen. And you don't bring in somebody just to bring in somebody when you've got the depth that they do at that position. So those are the two that I kind of think about um, more than any. You look at the interior defensive line, fantastic. You look at the edges, you know, with Josiah Stewart coming in, fantastic. Uh, tight ends group is pretty deep. You look at the offensive line, that's so deep. Running backs, deep. So um, you guys tell me, man. I, I, Clay, I can't think of anybody else. Oh, a kicker, obviously, uh, or a, a special teams guy. And I think you will see them. Uh, I think you will see them take a peek and see what's in there there as well. Yeah, I mean that's what I was going to add. I, I agree uh, on that. Where you could bring in a guy with the same pitch, like you're, you're the missing piece. Do you want to make those clutch kicks that could send a team to the college football playoff or win a team a national championship? I was just reading an article uh, about – so Jake Moody was mocked by Dane Brugler of The Athletic to the Dallas Cowboys. And then I'm, I'm reading, you know, because the Cowboys need a kicker. We all saw what happened in the playoffs last year. And they're saying, like, hey, there's not much to worry about Moody. He's he's going to be reliable. He has made a bunch of clutch kicks in his career. That's valuable when you're trying to be a kicker and go to the next level. Uh, only two kickers – are projected to go in the NH, uh, in the NFL draft by Dane Brugler, one of them being Jake Moody at the highest. So that could be something that you look at right there, a guy that could come in, provide a little bit of help. Maybe uh, then you give Tommy Doman, Adam Samaha a year to figure out the combination of those two, who's going to do what duties. would imagine Samaha in a year or two could take over the place-kicking duties. But corner, wide receiver, I agree. I, I will say this, though, about this transfer portal window, and we had a great question from Shab Fam as well on the live chat here. He says, is the spring portal window generally a lot quieter? I feel like I'm not hearing much so far. Well, for one, this is the first spring transfer portal window uh, ever. So, you know, they have kind of split it up here. But I think it's going to be. Uh, there was over 1,300 players that entered the transfer portal in the December January window, according to Matt Zenitz of On3. Uh, first day of the portal opening was Saturday. Only 85 guys went in. Um, so it's going to be a lot quieter. I will say I think there's going to be more as spring games end. You know, guys have a chance to sit down with their coaches and their parents and, you know, their families and things like that. But I think it is going to be a lot quieter. It's only two weeks. Um, so I don't think there's going to be a ton of top talent uh, out there. But if you find a guy and you pursue him, you're right, CB. I mean, what a pitch you have, uh, you know, in front of you. And it worked for guys like Miles Hinton even. I know he has the ties here. He's not even going to start this year, I, I wouldn't expect. And he's fine with waiting a year, maybe next year, um, because this program right now is so strong. So you have a hell of a pitch. 
AB, I would add one thing. I think a lot of these things will probably be back-channeled as well, right? Um, you might not hear about something, and then the next day, boom, somebody's you know announcing that they're transferring to Alabama or Georgia or Michigan or something like that because these things tend to get in the works behind the scenes and, you know, whether it's, you know, I'm not going to call it tampering, um, but people talk, you know, maybe it's high school coaches, maybe it's some kid's trainer or something like that. Uh, people know who's going in the, in the, to the transfer portal and who's going to be available. Yeah. I mean, let's, <laughs> uh, it is, uh, I won't, I'll stop short of calling it shady, but a lot of these things go far before and far after the transfer portal announcement. So you always take that with a grain of salt. There could be someone available that we don't even know, uh, that, that is you know, maybe people at Michigan even expect to come that we don't even have on our radar yet. So something to keep in mind, uh, I want to, it's, it's not the best comparison, but uh, when one of you guys brought up the wide receivers, it intrigued me because it made me go think uh, at maybe remember uh, you know, a guy like Jamison Williams who transfers out of Ohio State. He only had – I went and looked it up. He only had 15 catches his first two years in Columbus. Wow. Uh, he transfers – it was in uh, – what was the date here? April 28th, uh, 2020, 2021. He transfers from – or he enters the transfer portal – Commits to Alabama five days later. Again, probably something through back channels they knew was going to happen. But uh, that was a, those are the type of guy. You know, he was you know not a five star recruit. He was a uh, top one hundred guy. But you know, some of those guys, you, maybe you bring in someone who has been underused at another school, and all of a sudden he pops in your offense. I'm not saying there's a Jamison Williams out there that could that could apply to any number of positions uh, when it comes to wide receivers, cornerbacks, what have you. So uh, we'll see what happens there. Again. I look at the roster, uh, you know, just about every single position group. I still have questions about quarterback, but I don't think that's going to be something they address through there. They like the guys that they have behind JJ McCarthy. So they look set there. Cornerback. They just added one one like 10 minutes ago. We'll see. This thing dates itself. That thing dates itself already. So uh, quarterback room does get another arm. What's his Jack Messner? Was that the name? Uh, Jack Grusser. Same thing. Uh, from Harvard, 2023 kid is uh, is headed to Michigan. Decommits from Harvard, so I assume he'll sign soon. But uh, what do you mean, 2023 kid, a true freshman? Yeah, uh, out well, of looks out like of a New preferred walk on. Preferred walk on. Okay. Yeah, I, I would guess so. As, yeah, interesting. And, uh, well, you know Jersey. what? You, you know what? You upgrade the education. Number one, right? Uh, going from Harvard Same to Michigan, and 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 the football's a lot better. So there you have it. It's a no brainer. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll see. Um, already some movement there on Michigan's roster for this upcoming season. A little more competition in there for fall camp. I want to go on the other side of things now. Um, you know, I just spoke about how deep this roster is in a lot of spots, and especially I've been going by position group by position group, looking at all the scholarship guys, and there are a few spots where you there's a lot of competition, and not just you know for a spot on the two deep. Maybe you're not even in the the three, the top three or four at your position. So I want to, again, don't want to speculate names because it's, you know, disrespectful to guys that have decisions to make. And I think if you go through the roster, you kind of might know who some of those guys are, but uh, position groups on this roster where we think with this window open now, we maybe see a couple of departures uh, immediately. The one that pops out to me is the offensive line. I think they're probably 10, 11, 12 deep there right now. Once you factor in the guys that, uh, you know, there are guys on this team that played last year that probably won't get much playing time. There are guys that weren't on the team last year that 
could start at a spot or two. So offensive line sticks out to me. What is something that, or where's a spot for you guys that you think we might see some movement? We saw Lorenzetti um, move to defensive line, right? I believe in the spring. So um, that made a little bit of room. It wouldn't surprise me at all to see an interior lineman move on. Um, and I think that's probably going to happen. Um, you're, you're right. The numbers, it's just unbelievable. I was stunned, frankly, when they took two. I thought, okay, one offensive lineman, that sounds good, you know, because they're always talking about how deep they are there. And then to take two, like they did with Ladarius Henderson and Miles Hinton, it's like, wow, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, three. The third is, uh, yeah, the third being um, a Nugent. Yeah, so it's crazy to me. Um, so I do think you'll see somebody move on. Um, I do think you'll see the quarterback room thin out a little bit. Um, so keep an eye on that. And um, it wouldn't surprise me at all. I'm looking at wide receiver and I'm looking at uh, linebacker potentially that might move on. And there have been rumblings about these guys for a while, um, you know, at different positions. So we'll see what happens. But like you said, AB, it's not for us to break it or to speculate on these guys that might be leaving because guys change their minds. You know what? We can go out there and we can say, hey, you know, this guy's leaving and then he decides to change his mind and uh, comes back and then, you you know, created a tizzy for no reason. So I remember Zach Gentry, I, I wrote this article about two weeks ago or a week and a half ago, said if there had been a transfer portal back then with, with one year, he'd have been gone four times over and he's thankful that he didn't. So now he's working on another contract at Pittsburgh as a tight end when he wanted to play quarterback. So that's why you kind of let these things play out. But I like it um, and I don't like it. You know, it's unfortunate because a lot of these kids – you know, it used to be, you know, you stick it out. And if you, even if you don't play a lot, you know, or if football is not your future, then you can still get the education and everything else. But, um, but of course now too, kids are graduating in three years too. So that gives them uh, opportunities to go two years elsewhere as well. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's kind of funny because the way this has gone, I mean, with thousands of kids entering the quote unquote portal and all this stuff, it used to be a couple of kids transfer and it was like, what, what is going on at Michigan? I mean, what mm-hmm. the hell is happening over there where they mm-hmm. got these kids, you know, it's an, it's a mass exodus, you know, and it's kind of fun when it's like a team you don't like as much and you, you know, you can kind of play that game without like being too serious about it. Now it's like, it's, it's healthy. I mean, for one, Michigan has over a hundred players that at one point either signed a, a national letter of intent or uh, were on scholarship here uh, after being a walk-on. So, I mean, from a numbers standpoint, it seems like they would need to get down a little bit. So I would I would expect uh, there to be a handful of guys that leave. You guys mentioned some of the position groups. Probably the most deep ones would be the ones you would look at. I mean, I'd say probably other than Cade and Eric All, you know, one of the guys that was not surprising, but maybe the most disappointing was George Rooks back uh, in, in December or January whenever he left. But those are just going to happen. A young guy that maybe doesn't want to wait his turn as much, that's just going to happen these days. And that's why I think, going back to your point, CB, about what they did on the offensive line, it's so smart if you're Sharon Moore, if you're Jim Harbaugh in Michigan. uh, Yeah, you're pretty deep at offensive line. But, hey, we don't know what these guys are going to do these days. Look at what basketball is going through with Hunter Dickinson. you got to recruit and just find the best players, let the ones that want to be there compete, uh, and then pretty much go from there. So, um, you know, they've kind of baked in a little bit of, of uh, you know, b- being able to solidify some of those position groups with some of those additions they made back during the early period, all seven of those guys. So, um, yeah, I, I think we'll see a handful. I think probably, you know, you would think this week would be the biggest movement for a lot of those guys. Michigan's been out of spring ball for a while. If they don't transfer by uh, in like 11 days or, or whenever, 10 days uh, roughly, 
then they're going to find themselves in New York and in Washington, D.C. with the team they don't want to be on. So I would expect some of that to happen <laughs> this week. Yeah, it's so crazy to think about. Um, God, I haven't even thought about those type of bits lately where, oh, see Jim Harbaugh wears on his guy. Look at all these guys that are leaving. And it's like the six-string linebacker that never played or um, some walk-on. It's God, I kind of miss it, actually. I, I like the drama. There hasn't been a lot of drama um, I, I should be careful what I wish for. Mm-hmm. We, had a, we had a pretty packed first few months of the year, but um, yeah, I think other spots I would look at, I think uh, one of you guys may have hit on it running back. I think there's probably a guy or two there. Even if you just follow uh, the participation chart of the spring game, where it's a little bit obvious, you know, who, who might have an opportunity elsewhere again. Um, you know, there are there are always injuries and stuff too, so don't want to put too much weight into what we actually saw publicly. But um, you know that's a good thing. I, I like I like the way that Clay put it in that it's it speaks to the health and the competition on the roster. I mean, guys want to come here, guys want to compete, and also you know the guys that don't or the guys who feel slighted. You know, now if there's an IL, maybe you go a little closer to home and make a little money and start for a little you know a lesser power five or a high major school, and um, you're able to. You'll find those opportunities. So uh, any other thoughts on this roster uh, heading into the offseason? I know right now we're kind of in the we're kind of in the dead zone, so to speak, in terms of news, in terms of things to address. I mean, they're going to you know, hop on a bus or hop on a plane, whatever it is. I think it would be at the end of Late next April. week and do their. Yeah, their, yep. Yep. Whatever it is for their spring trip. Um, other than that, not really a lot going on right now. It seems like the team's in fairly good health. It seems like the guys have had good productive off seasons with Ben Herbert. Um, so any lingering thoughts on this roster as we head into, you know, the next <clears> couple <throat> months of, uh, well, the next few weeks of us or a couple months or a few weeks, whatever it is of us starting to get the football preview together as well. Continue to hear that uh, this might be Jim Harbaugh's deepest team in Ann Arbor, um, which boy, maybe best team in Ann Arbor, which, you know what, if you look, up and down the roster, the one the one area you know it's game it's game breaking wide receiver, right, guys? That is really the one area where if you look at past Michigan teams, that's where they might be lacking. But um, to me, everywhere else, you've got the Heisman candidate at running back, followed you know backed up by the Heisman candidate. You've got the quarterback, the All American kid uh, who's only going to get better. You've got um, tight ends. Col- Colston Loveland is going to be could be a first round pick from what people in the building say. You've got the deepest interior line that I've ever seen and probably the most talented at Michigan in my years of covering this football team. And that's saying something because I'm no spring chicken anymore. Defensive ends, if Brady McGregor comes up, Josiah Stewart, I loved what I saw from him. I love, I just loved what I heard from him when I talked to him in the postseason or in the after, after the post game after the scrimmage, fellas. This kid's a perfect fit. So you look at the linebackers now with Ernest Hausman coming in and pushing with Nakai Hill Green coming back and Michael Barrett and Junior Colson. Fellas, uh, this is a stacked team. I don't see them regressing and taking anything for granted, though. I looked at the other spring games. I watched, uh, you know, bits and pieces and, and large chunks, frankly, of all the rival games in the Big Ten East, and uh, I do believe that Michigan is top to bottom the most talented team in the Big Ten. They should be favored and will be favored to win a third straight Big Ten title. Uh, I, I agree. Deepest team, I think, on paper going in, um, you know, as long as they stay healthy. And then best team, TBD. I mean, those mm-hmm. last two have been really good, especially last season. So I would like to, uh, you know, it's got to play out. Every team's going to be different every year. 
Uh, the opponents are going to be different. I thought last year they got off a little bit easy with the way the Big Ten shaped up, uh, you know, not taking anything away from that team because they blew just about everybody out and only had really one tough game before Ohio State, and then Ohio State ends up being a 22-point win and get your bingo cards ready. Should have been 29-point win. Uh, yes, yes. Got to cross that one out for the week. Um, going back to receiver, and this is something we've kind of talked about over the last couple of weeks, but to your point, CB, and I was doing a little research earlier for an article, uh, I got a trivia question for you guys. Who was the – so Michigan has had two first or second team all Big Ten wide receivers under Jim Harbaugh. Can you name them? Um, first or second team, uh, Amara Darbo. Yep. Would do one, if I'm not mistaken. Second teamer in, in 16. Yep. And then, um, let's think. Uh, I don't think Nico. Um, we did Ronnie Bell. What's Ronnie Bell? He was a third team this past okay. year. Okay. Um, right. Yeah. So the, the other one was J.U. Chesson, was actually a first teamer, it wow. looks like, in 2015. Um, you know, with Jake Rudock, they started to hook up, especially mm-hmm. towards the end of that year. So, yeah, Michigan has done a really good job, you know, especially building this thing out with, right, what do we like to do, what are we good at, especially as coaches. Harbaugh, Sharon Moore, all these guys, you know, run the football. Offensive line, running back have been really strong. You're seeing them reel in a lot of top talent on the offensive line and at running back with Jordan Marshall in 2024. So that's going to feed on itself. But the the one thing you would look at, and, you know, you have J.J. there. You've just got, got Jaden Davis at quarterback. The one thing you would look at, is that wide receiver spot. So, um, you know, can they piece that together? Can they get somebody to step up and be that go-to guy that maybe it's going to take one or two broken plays or huge plays to win a national championship? Is that guy on the roster? So that would be my one one question. And then just going back, I I forgot to mention this, CB, after you said the quarterback room may thin out. Uh, JJ's gone, right, you would assume, I guess? (laughs) No. In fact, it wouldn't surprise me if he was back for two years, guys. He just seems like that kind of kid. Now, if he has a great year, a huge year, or if they win the national championship, I could see him. But this is the kind of kid that he's just different, man. There's something about that kid uh, that you just really like. So uh, comes from good stock, as Jim Harbaugh would say. So um, just a great kid. I, I, I got a feeling here. But I do believe, yeah, I do believe that room thins out, though. Uh, I know we're going to take questions at the end of the show, but I feel like this one was kind of pertinent to the topic we're discussing. So I'll bring it up here from Chuck Brewer, who says, question with NIL, uh, is there really a scholarship a scholarship limit now? No room in a five-star once into the class. Can't he just get NIL money to cover things? And uh, to bring it into a more, I want to say realistic, but uh, bring it into reality in terms of where we're at now, they have been over the scholarship limit the last couple of years on paper. So, um you know, there I, I know there have been there has been talk that guys have been off scholarship and funding it with NIL money. Uh, I, I know I also I think this is the case with basketball, but I I think when you're not on scholarship, you have you don't get the same access to facilities either. So I'm not 100 percent sure how that works. But, uh, Chris, do you have any light to shed on that one? For Yeah, I think Chuck? that's it. I think that's absolutely right. I think there are a couple of walk-ons too that, you know, Hey, we're giving you a scholarship this year, or we're covering your tuition and you aren't going to have to worry about this. And you know what, if somebody else were to come in uh, that you wanted on scholarship, you could always move them back with the understanding that they are going to be uh, their, that their tuition is going to be taken care of. So uh, it's a free for all anymore, guys is what it is. It's free agency and there's really no salary cap for being honest. So it's kind of crazy, but 
Um, the good news is, is that this program is in position now with these last two championships. They got they got over the hump just at the right time, fellas. Let's be honest here. You know what? Because if you're not winning championships and you're still selling hope, then you're going to have a problem. Instead, kids want to be here because they still want to win. And now they're starting to figure out, thanks to some friends of ours and people involved in NIL, that they're going to get theirs as well. So they got the best of both worlds at Michigan. So um, they got they got that first championship at just the right time really legitimized themselves with that big win in Columbus and that second title. And okay. Now you can say that Michigan is a national power again. You know what? You can say what you want about not reaching that top tier, but if you get to make the playoff a couple of years in a row there, then you're in line for, you know, a favorite to do it again, then you pretty much emerged as a national power. So it's been a good couple of years in Ann Arbor. It, it has. Um, there's only a handful of teams too, that have made multiple, playoffs in a row and i i would add to this i was thinking about this the other day i mean it's it is the perfect time to kind of emerge here because you have a couple things happening at once one the big 10 is about to get stronger with usc and ucla coming in in 2024 and that same season they have the 12 team playoff so yeah maybe the 12 team playoff would have helped them out earlier on in the jim harbaugh era and maybe got some momentum going a little bit earlier with making the playoff and being able to sell the recruits that that's what you can do. But now you're coming in from a position of strength coming into this new era of college football. There could be more teams added to the Big Ten, but Michigan is the one that's the class of the Big Ten right now. So that's that's really good timing. And then the only thing I would add to, it's got to be something with the NIL slash scholarship thing because this Michigan team is so incredibly old. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have the scholarship chart pulled up right now. Five sixth-year players, 10 fifth-year players, 18 fourth-year players, in 22 third-year players, 55 upperclassmen are on this Michigan football team, and it's unheard of. Uh, and that's scholarship, guys that are, quote-unquote, on scholarship at one point. Um, so just absurd. Uh, and, and, you know, I think that could – that experience they have and that – just the age they have of Trevor Keegan's going to turn 23 before the season starts. Guys like that that are that, are that much older than some 20, 2020 or 20, 21-year-olds. Uh, is going to really help this Michigan team, I think, this fall. They are not going to be scared of anything. Uh, they're not going to be afraid of going into any environment, and that's going to bode really well. Absolutely. Well, uh, let's put a pin in questions uh, for now. We will go uh, now talk about our friends over at uh, the Rogue Shop. Uh, the Rogue Shop, you've been listening to us rave about our friends over there. We are 21 and over, of course, uh, as we show you the website here on the screen for those watching live. Uh, Rogue Shop, our friends over there, if you have issues sleeping, chronic pain, or have anxiety and stress, uh, I can definitely relate to a few of those things. You can fill in the blanks for which ones apply to me. Um, They have a product for you. They sell CBD, THC, edibles, tinctures, smokables, bath salts, pain creams, topicals, vapes, candles, soaps. I've said it before. I feel like Bubba Gump listing off all the different types of shrimp uh, when we do this read, but uh, they do everything. They handcraft all of their own topical soaps, uh, all, all of those things that we mentioned above. They grow their own cannabis in their own manufacturing facility. Uh, the website has a 24-7 chat function where customers can ask anything they want to. All of uh, Rogue Shop's edibles are custom formula- formulated with cannabis, vitamins, and plant materials. Uh, support, a, support a dispensary in Big Ten country. They are located out of Eau Claire, Wisconsin. Uh, they ship fast. Uh, you know, we get our our care packages within a couple days of putting those in. So, a uh, shout out to Richard and Charmaine. Uh, they're a true small business. They're disabled, veteran-owned, 
black owned, woman owned. They only have five employees. Uh, Rogue Shop uh, is is a wonderful, wonderful partner, wonderful company for us to work with. You can get 10% your, off your order today over at rogueshop.com using promo code the Wolverine. Uh, that's R-O-G-U-E-S-H-O-P.com. Uh, use promo code the Wolverine. So uh, anything, they will answer your questions on the live chat, which you can see the little chat on the side of the screen here. Uh, they will send you a handwritten note in your care packages. So whatever you need, uh, plant medicine-wise, uh, to help diffuse stress, anxiety, any of those things, our friends at Rogue Shop have you. So rogueshop.com, use promo code the Wolverine. All right, fellas, let's move into the basketball transfer portal now. Uh, this is a transfer portal heavy show. It's been a, it's been quiet since last we spoke. Uh, you know, nothing yet on Hunter Dickinson. Michigan hasn't added anyone yet uh, in addition to the three guys that they're bringing in so far in Caleb Love, Namari Burnett, and Trey Jackson. Uh, so roster kind of is what it is. Uh, I know, I believe Hunter Dickinson was taking a few visits over the weekend, but I'll start with you, Chris. I mean, what have we heard on him and, and where do things stand with Dickinson right now? I know we've been kind of talking that there's a chance that he could return to this program still. Yeah, and you know what, doing some digging um, the past couple of days, I think it's less and less likely. I think he's just going to get an absolutely massive deal and be surrounded by some kind of an all-star team. So talk to people both at Maryland and at Kansas. Uh, they both seem to be think or have been led to believe, in their minds anyway, uh, and I realize that Hunter Dickinson plays it close to the best, but that it's going to be a Kansas-Maryland battle. Maryland sources say he's got money to combat what Kansas throws at him, or at least try. But Kansas is going to be rolling out the red carpet. They feel extremely confident. Uh, and the price keeps going up, fellas, the more schools that want him. Kentucky, um, Oscar T. Uh, Shibway, you know what? If he were to leave, uh, Hunter says he would absolutely love to entertain the thought of that. You know, you wonder how much of that is somebody putting it out there to drive up the price a little bit, the NIL deals. So um, to me, my guess is that he ends up at Kansas, fellas. Um, he did have a great trip to Maryland. His his former coach, Mike Jones, from Hyattsville to Matha, is now an assistant coach there. He had lunch with him and Kevin Willard. But uh, Kansas is going to uh, do everything they can when he's on that visit on Thursday. I do believe that we will know possibly by the end of the weekend where he's going to be. Now, Michigan was supposedly supposed to get the last shot to wow him but i don't think i think even michigan summit michigan anyway know that uh boy he'd have to take a call it a pay cut if you want to to, to come back and play in ann arbor which is disappointing and you know what you wonder how much of it uh clay is is uh the hold off on olivia olivier um Kamwa because we know for a fact that he is leaning heavily towards michigan so um, maybe it's when Dickinson decides that maybe the comma comes in. Hey, I would say this to Hunter Dickinson. Jim Harbaugh took a pay cut. It worked out for him. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. But uh, No, I mean, Kansas is always that team, right? When you're recruiting a kid, and I'm sure coaches across the country probably feel this. Kansas is one of a handful of those programs. You know, Memphis back in the day. Uh, Kentucky has something in common with Memphis back in the day, that sort of thing. You're recruiting a kid, and then you start. You see that Kansas offer go out, uh, and you probably get a pit in your stomach if you thought you were going to land him at a clean school like Michigan, which you know has established that. You look at John Beeline, cleanest coach in the country. Uh, that's why when Jalen Wilson gets out of his, you know, NLI, you know, you heard the rumors that he didn't really give Michigan much of a chance uh, at that point once Jawan Howard was hired. 
I mean, you just see this happen. So Kansas really, really scares you. Uh, I will say I, I did see him. I saw the pictures of Hunter on his visit to Maryland. I saw his picture uh, when he was at Chick-fil-A at Georgetown. He didn't look too enthused at Chick-fil-A at Georgetown. I, I was surprised. And then I saw some Georgetown fans that were like, this is the best we can do. Why don't we take him to such and such place? You know, they're in D.C., for God's sake. So who knows? Maybe the, you know, maybe the uh, the experience wasn't all it was made out to be. But we shall see. Um, Michigan having the last pitch potentially uh, I think is is big because he does still have some things that he really cares about at Michigan. Uh, a lot of ties, as they would say. And, uh, you know, that could be a factor as well. But, yeah, I wouldn't expect it at this point. Um, you know, if you're Michigan, you're happy that you have a chance, I guess. But at the same time, you got to fill out the roster and you can't be waiting on a guy. Uh, or you, I mean, you're going to wait for him. You're going to make room for him. But you got to be proactive as well. And I think Michigan and Jawan Howard have done that. So uh, we shall see what happens in the uh, Hunter Dickinson. You know, I think when he gets there on Thursday, it'll be interesting to see what's kind of coming out of that visit uh, to uh, Lawrence. It's going to be interesting. I mean, once Dollar Dollar Bill gets involved, then it's, <laughs> it's a game changer. So um, let me ask you this. It's a question that just kind of popped into my head here. You're, you're losing Kobe Bufkin. You lose Jet Howard. Probably going to lose Hunter Dickinson. You make the additions that they have and, and potentially, you know, let's not even think about the additions they could still make. Um, is As constructed, do you feel better about this basketball team as of April 17th than you did, let's just say, April 1st or March 30th, whatever the day was that Hunter went in the portal? Mm. That's a great question. Uh, the The algorithm for on three is such that in the portal, such that they basically say how your team fared against what you would have had, and and is it a net positive, net negative? Michigan's thirteenth, and I was thinking, you know, that seems about right because you know with Jet Howard, to me, that just wasn't working, um, and I don't think that would have worked any better a second year i think his heart and his was in the nba so it could have improved absolutely but when your heart's not in it and it just didn't feel like it was it just felt like it wanted to be somewhere else fair or not that's just my take on it then uh it's going to be really really hard and it's really going to be hard for your teammates to trust you as well losing buffkin is obviously a blow i think namari burnett is an underrated addition i really do i think this is kid's going to be a great teammate a great defender and i think he's better offensively uh, potentially than a lot of people think he is so again these kids all have to get into school i think trey jackson was kind of a surprise maybe he can help them uh, in some ways um caleb love if he's here again you know what these these guys again there are a lot of moving parts here some guys are gonna have to take classes some guys are going to have to take more than others. Are they going to be willing to do it type of thing when you've got so many people coming after you, NIL deals and everything else? Um, so we'll wait and see. But um, as of now, I, it's almost a wash to me, and it really depends on how these guys mesh too because you're putting a bunch of kids together that don't have the chemistry of a team, for example, that would be – would have played, you know, another year together. And they're just starting to figure out, you know, Doug McDaniel starting to figure out guys' tendencies and things like that. You're going to be relying more on talent, so just pure talent. So if you throw um, Kamwa into the picture, then I think that, yeah, I feel pretty good about it. Terrace Reed is your center. Kamwa, you know, Namari Burnett, Caleb Love, Doug McDaniel maybe. That's a potentially explosive starting five. Still a little bit limited on the shooting, obviously, but – uh, potentially really fun to watch at least. Yeah. So AB, I'm going to take your question really literally. Um, mm -hmm. 
when Hunter entered the portal on March 31st, they had gotten Amari Burnett earlier in the day. So I thought, so then, and Kobe was still undecided at that point. I would take that team, right? Kobe yes. Buffkin, Hunter Dickinson, and an addition of Namari Burnett. Uh, but overall, from kind of what we thought this was going to be, because, you know, I thought Kobe was going to go or at least test the NBA. I mean, they've drastically improved this roster over the last couple of weeks. And if you do factor in Kamwa, then, you know, you're looking at a team that I think could be, you know, a team that's in the top five in the Big Ten or who knows how it'll break, uh, depending on how big of a jump some of these guys make. Uh, we talk about, you know, look at Yo-Yo and Will Cheddar and those guys, you know, what kind of jump can they make? Well, what kind of jump is Namar Burnett going to make too? I mean, he's looking to to improve as well. Um, and, you know, he's a guy that has potential. So maybe somebody will surprise us as well. So I would say uh, that I really like what Jawan Howard has done in the transfer portal so far because he had his back against the wall there. I mean, Hunter's right if this is what his thinking was when he entered the portal. You look at that roster. Uh, there just wasn't much to it. Um, and I almost didn't blame him if if he does want to go win a national championship next year. Um, but, you know, they've done a pretty good job filling some of those holes. Now you need maybe one more impact guy. Hunter coming back would be perfect where you look at that team and say they could they could potentially make the final four. Um, so but wouldn't expect that to happen. But uh, they've done a really good job. But to take your question literally, I would take Kobe Bufkin over Caleb Love. I would take Hunter Dickinson over Terrace Reed. And I would take Namari Burnett, I guess, as a push with Namari Burnett uh, as currently constructed. So um, but, you know, it, it could be both ways. It's disappointing that they've seen those guys leave. And it's it's also a good sign that they've been able to bring in the guys that they have. Here's one, guys. Would you take Namari Burnett over Jed Howard? Hmm. I don't know. Stop one. one I'd say no. I, I would lean. See, I hate. Uh, mm, I lean. I don't know. I think I kind of mm-hmm. lean. Mm, I don't know how I feel about that. That's, yeah. I'm on the we'll, spot. We'll, on that that, one. we'll tackle that one next week. We'll think about yeah. it. Yeah. We I, will say, of- I will say defensively, uh, which is where Jet Howard was non-existent, and Amari Burnett is going to give you – uh, a hell of an effort. I, I, I think there's no question about that. Team chemistry, I think it's better, frankly. And if he can uh, provide some of the scoring that I think he can, and we've seen how he's working. Clay put up a video. Clay finds every video of every kid everywhere. It doesn't matter, folks. I mean, that's why you need to be at the Wolverine.com all the time. It's like, hey, Clay just showed Namari Burnett, you know, playing on a playground in Chicago or something like that. So it's fantastic. So um, it's like the NSA, he's always watching. Exactly. So, but uh, I think it, I think it would be a net positive. Regardless, I'm glad they have him. Yeah, and I guess my last thing on on the roster would be, yeah, I mean, I think how whatever configuration this winds up looking like. Shooting's not going to be a strength for them. It's probably going to be more of the, you know, let's let's muck it up a little bit. Let's let's you know let's bite some kneecaps off, so to speak. Maybe that uh, defensive, you know, maybe Jawan calls up Brian Dutcher and says, "Hey, uh, tell me how to get my team to play defense like yours does." And he is kind of he's kind of constructing it like a Brian Dutcher team or a Steve Fisher team. Um, he he kind of like those San Diego State teams. It could work. You're going to win a different way. Yeah, I think the fact of the matter is, is they, they will go as – I think they're going to have a talented team. It's going to be how do you push the right buttons? How do you get these guys to buy in? I think, to me, talent, no talent, however you felt about last year's team, that's ultimately what it came down to. So, 
Uh, I think that's a good place for us to put a bookmark in the basketball conversation. Got a couple minutes left here. Clay, how do you want to do the questions? I know we took some from the board. We have some um, pinned here from the chat. Uh, I'll let you, do you want to just go back and forth picking what we've talked about or how do you want to do this? Yeah, it's up to you. It works for me. Why don't, why don't you pull one? Let's, let's pull one from the message board first. One that strikes out to you because we had, uh, we had members of the fort and I, Either I don't. We'll see where this segment goes. I either made a mistake or made an incredible content choice. I said that everything was on the table. So, hmm. um, yeah. What, there, where should we go with this, Clay? There are be, a lot of careful, crazy boys. ones. Yeah, be careful, boys. Yeah, do you want some of the crazy <laughs> ones? I mean, I'll let let's you guys. Do, let me. I just wanted. Let's just do some of the less objective ones. Okay. That's fair. We will absolutely do that. Okay. Um, well, and the go. people over on our premium message board understand what CB's talking about there. Um, <laughs> let, let me pull one here, but but as I'm doing that, answer this one here from Bloomer. If you were a hot dog, would you eat yourself? <laughs> Every day. <laughs> it reminds me of, uh, if hey, if the moon was made of spare ribs, would you eat it? It's a simple question, doctor. <laughs> it's I think not rocket science. Yeah. <laughs> then I, I would. I know I would. And then I'd wash it down with a tall, cool Budweiser. That's awesome. So uh, to answer awesome. your question, 100% yes. All right. Here's another, here's another great one by – and I'll say yes as well, by the way. Uh, Jay Sherba, one of our good friends over on the Wolverine.com, who asks uh, to rank the Big Ten football coaches in order of whom you'd like – most like to have a beer with. Uh, we don't have to rank all 14, but who are some of the ones that you guys would like to have a beer with? I actually made a list before we go then, Clay. Start it off. Okay. But give, let give me read my 14. And I got all 14, but you guys think about this as I go. Jim Harbaugh <laughs> won. I mean, I think it, it would help our intel on the site, you know, of course. And it'd just be fun uh, to, uh, to hear what he has to say. I wonder what he drinks, by the way. Um, Pat Fitzgerald, Brett Bielema, Greg Schiano, Luke Fickle. Watch a couple interviews of him. I think he'd be an underrated pick. Matt Rule, PJ Fleck, Kirk Ferentz, Mike Loxley, Tom Allen, Ryan Walters. I know nothing about him, but I did put him ahead of these three. James Franklin, Ryan Day, and Mel Tucker. <laughs> I think Ryan Day is actually a pretty good guy. I think he's too nice a guy for that position, frankly. And I think uh, maybe Ohio State fans feel the same way. You know? Uh, who he'd knows? Hang a, yeah, he'd, like you guys could have a competition. Who's going to drink more beer? He'd drink a hundred beers, or he'd exactly. say he would at least. Right, he's going to hang a hundred on me. That's what you're telling me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, I think he's got. I think he's a pretty decent-hearted guy. What does that mean? I'd want to have a beer with him. Hell no, I want to go to Bielema's house and have a blowout. You know what? We're going to have multiple keggers, and uh, we're just going to burn that place down. So, what's he grilling? A- you think? What isn't he grilling, Clay? Come on, man. He's probably got a side of beef. He's got a pig in the ground. He's got the beer on ice. And then he's got, uh, you know what? He's got steaks. You know, probably two pound oh. steaks. And uh, I've yeah. I've never been more confident in saying this. <laughs> Brett Bielema probably has the largest pit smoker yes. of any coach in the Big Ten. Exactly. He so was down at Arkansas. A room yeah. in his house. Yeah, yeah. So I I, I really like Pat Fitzgerald. Uh, he's obviously had a rough patch here in the last couple of years. I think he's a great football coach, and obviously a lot of other people do too. The Bears tried to hire him. Michigan tried to hire him at one point. So he's struggling a little bit right now. Um, but I think he's a, a, a great guy from what I've heard and uh, just a first-class individual. So, um, yeah, Jim Harbaugh, obviously. Um, and then, uh, yeah, that's about it. 
PJ right. Fleck, PJ Fleck, you know, we'd be drinking. Who knows what we'd be drinking there? Here's so. what I was thinking about. James Franklin, maybe this could apply to PJ Fleck too, is like James Franklin, he probably drinks like kombucha or something like that. And he's going to spend the whole time trying to convince you why, you know, that's the better <laughs> drink. Like right. almost like he wants to sell you a used car. That's not me saying it. Um, you know, many that's people. That's probably me saying it. <laughs> many people would say that. I, that's not me. Mm-hmm. You just have to understand. You have to understand, guys. There are probiotic benefits. Um, <laughs> yeah, I like kombucha. It's fine. All right, uh, AB. Those now and again. AB, you pull a couple questions now. All right, uh, let's go. Hmm. Uh, I want to stick with the. Uh, well, we'll come back to this one. Um, I like this one from Jim Go Blue six one six. It's what are your hobbies outside of work? Chris, keep it PG. Uh, I was just gonna say. <laughs> do you want to really know? Do you really want to know? Uh, crochet. Uh, I like to do a little bit of knitting. So no, none of that. Um, you know, it's a great. That's a great question. We are guys. We are working so much. It's crazy. Um, love going up north in the summertime, uh, hanging out on Torch Lake, doing some golfing. Obviously, I'm not very good at it. Doug Skeen's trying to make me better, but it's a mental game, and I'm a mental midget. So um, that's you know what, hanging with the kids, and uh, you know what, that's always that's always fun too. So, um, but more than anything, fellas. It's, it's funny because when you talk about work and hobbies, this is kind of a hobby, fellas. I love it. I love being on the message boards. 99% of the people there are fantastic and just swapping stories with them. And a lot of them are like family. So uh, to me, that is really a lot of what I like to do. Totally agree. Um, going to a Michigan football game used to be my number one hobby. Now it's my job. It's still a hobby, right? Mm-hmm. Um like to golf, I'm also not good. Um, but yeah, getting up north in the summer. The summers are really the time where we have a little bit more time, uh, so we can enjoy that. And then once Big Ten Media Day hits in July, we're full go. But it's just kind of the combination. Like I'm going to work on a Saturday to cover a Michigan football game, but I'm also stopping by a tailgate or two. Um, it kind of blends in, so that's a lot of fun, and, uh, and and we're blessed to be able to do it. So I would say that, and yeah, in my terrible golf game. But I'm trying to get better as well, trying to improve every day. And I'd be with Anthony at the Tigers games if they didn't suck so badly. And I understand yeah. they've won, and I've understand that they've won three in a row. It's fool's gold because it's by all you guys, baseball. I know all your advanced metrics say they should be four and ten, but they're five and nine. Ooh, so yeah. But you know what? I root for them. I love the Tigers. I just uh, don't believe in them right now. So I'm so sorry to hurt anybody's feelings. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll stick to. <laughs> Again, I, you're not going to catch me saying anything bad about what we do for a living. I mean, I know when, when you put our jobs up against a lot of what other people, I mean, there, I always have people come up saying, God, I would kill to have a job like yours. So I do not take that for granted. And with that being said, though, uh, you have to have that time away from it to kind of recharge the batteries. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, when you just create, 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 you kind of can run yourself into a wall sometimes. So, uh, for me, I think that uh, first and foremost, I mean, a hobby, it's not a hobby. It's more of a need. I need to do this. I need to spend time uh, with the important people in my life. I need to, um, again, it's like golf. I'm not very good at it, but I need to get my hands on a guitar and just just do just do something on there. It doesn't sound good, 
but it's it's not staring at a screen. Um, you know, we're tethered to screens a lot. And that's for me, I, I would say a lot of what I need to do to recharge to be good at what we do is to step away from those screens and and put in the time with, you know, not only the people that are important to me, but also, you know, the things that, um, you know, that give me that fill me with joy, whether it's listening to music, whether it's, you know, riding a bike, going for a walk, whatever that might be. So for me, I mean, those are, I don't even see those as hobbies. Those are needs. I need those things. Um, so, yeah. And also, you know, you can't, uh, you know, in or, everything needs to be perfectly in balance. Um, you know, you can't have too much of one thing or, or not enough of the other. So um, yeah, I, I want to, uh, this is kind of a question that goes hand in hand with this. Um, how do you, this is from Bloomer who says, how do you start your day? So interesting in how you guys start your day. Again, Can you Chris, read how, please. how Bloomer starts his day? Can you read that? Part? I will, I will read how Bloomer starts his day. Bloomer says, for me, it's all about getting in some buckets. I fire up the coffee, get the heating pad out and then drop 50 plus an NBA 2k 23 on the PS five. After a workout like that, I'm ready to tackle anything the day can throw at me. Um, yeah. You know, anytime you can drop 60 with, uh, um, whoever on 2k, you know, you gotta, gotta loosen the brain up a little bit, but and then fellas, how do you start your day? And then knowing bloomeries in there with a 25 minute shower after that, you know what, and just really loosening everything up and then, uh, get to do whatever comes next. So how do I start my day? I dust the chip dust off my, uh, my ch- out of my chest hair, you know what, and uh, roll over in bed and pick up the computer. <laughs> and I start, and I start, uh, and I start typing and I start answering questions on the, on the floor. And uh, you know what, go from there, you know what? And then, um, yeah, it's, it really is. It's, 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 this job is, it can be a 24 seven endeavor, but um uh, I probably need a new routine. It's crazy now that we don't have an office anymore. Everything's right, like right here in house, you know? And, uh, so it's, it's, it's just, it's different. Let's just put it that way. I'll, I'll just say that I start with <laughs> Hutch. That one's for you. Yeah. That one is that's Hutch ask. Yeah. Um, I start just, this is like pretty normal. Just, I have a cup of coffee you pretty much laptops out. I wish I could say I like meditated or something like that, which sounds kind of cool. And like you sound Zen and all that, but uh, unfortunately maybe I'll get into that. But unfortunately at this point I do not, uh, you know, you, you're scrolling on the phone, that sort of thing. And you get to work pretty, uh, pretty soon. There's no commute when you work from home most of the days too. So you're pretty much right into it. Yeah. Similar. Uh, you kind of, you know, my commute is from, wherever I fall asleep that night to wherever my computer is. It could be two feet. It could be 15 feet. It could be going downstairs. Who knows? Um, I would say most days usually start with a dog walk. If, uh, if weather is, is good enough uh, or else my dog will be kind of a spaz and just not be calm while I'm trying to get stuff done. But yeah, that's, that's usually what the start of my days look like. So um, I think, do we have anything else to add? I mean, I feel like if I throw another question out there, this could go off the rails in a hurry. So no, something just popped up though. I wanted to say thank you to Mudbutt there. Is that what it was? Oh, Mudfoot. Yep. Okay, I thought I said <laughs> Mudbutt. Yes. And... Now I have a band name for my bad guitar playing. <laughs> yeah, but that's perfect. See, these things tend to work band. out. So Mudfoot, thank you for joining us. And uh, if there's anybody out there else out there, I do think Mudbutt is still available. Thanks, Travis. All right. Well, fellas, I think that's going to do it for us. Uh, 
Be sure to like and subscribe uh, to the Wolverine uh, using the buttons below. We always appreciate your support. Uh, we appreciate you joining us Monday nights at six o'clock. You can also listen to us after the fact, wherever you get your shows. Uh, like I said earlier, uh, be sure to head on over to the Wolverine. If you're not a subscriber, take advantage of that. A lot of good Intel coming over the next couple, couple days, couple weeks, couple months. Get on that $30 deal that runs through August 31st. I, We've been saying it for a long time. Every day you wait on that, the value just gets a little bit less on that return for you. So, oh, and we encourage you to check that out as well. So, uh, Clayton, Chris, as always, appreciate your time. The three of us will be back together for a pre recorded show on Thursday of our other live shows throughout the week uh, as scheduled. So, uh, everyone watching, listening out there, thank you. We appreciate you so much, and we'll talk to you again soon. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads Money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXTSTEP to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050-4247. Support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE. NY or text HOPE NY in New York.